Welcome to Across the Bifrost. This is the Mighty Thor podcast, where on each and every episode, we explore the world of Marvel's Mighty Thor. I am your host, as always, Ryan Doe's here with my good friend, Will Rose, to talk about some Thor news. We're going to do a, like a <laughs> Nine Realms news segment today on the show. Breaking news. Hello, everybody. Hey, here we are. Let's tune in to your news. <laughs> like a wartime reporter. Yeah, yeah. News. Here we are. We folks. Like... News coming in from D23. We have some hot news for you. Hot news. Oh my gosh. We we're gonna talk about, yeah. We're gonna actually we're gonna talk about some hot news. There was a lot of uh, a lot of Thor stuff that happened in the last week, and we're gonna talk about some recent comics because Will, I don't know if you realize this, but when we talked to Martin Cocolo about the end of Banner of War, that was supposed to be a new comics episode. Right. And we only talked about Banner of War. Right. We didn't talk about anything else. Um, so there's been other stuff we just need to talk about. Like, we need to set some time aside for it. The onslaught of comics rolling out uh, off the Rainbow Bridge and uh, trailers from D23 and MCU stuff. It just doesn't stop. It's overwhelming. I am much. I feel like I have (laughs) my finger on the pulse of geek culture. And there are times when I'm like, God, Lee, that's a lot. It's like water from a fire hose. I don't don't know. I don't know. Like, so... Uh, listeners, um, just so you know, uh, this is not Thor related, but it is Will Rose related. Mm-hmm. Um, the week that this episode's going to drop, Andor is days away. The oh Star gosh. Wars series Andor is days away. I know. I sent you a message like, dude, we're a week away from another Star Wars show. Oh my and goodness. I'm still trying to catch up from other shows that are out there that I'm like right. way behind on. But uh, Star Wars will take priority for me. That would be right. you know, like She-Hulk. I'll watch it, you know, when it comes out the next morning, like first thing before anybody gets up and yeah. start the day. Star Wars would be the same. Star yeah. Wars, Andor would be the same. So it just you know it's we're uh, we're we're stuck in the revolving door of content that we both en- we both enjoy but can't keep up with. Um, and this this episode is kind of designed for us to catch up a little bit about what's going on in the world of Thor. Um, we're going to talk about some MCU news with uh, the details of Loki season two that were revealed at the Disney Expo um, just a few weeks ago. We haven't had a chance to talk about Loki season two or even speculate about it. Mm -hmm. I feel like um, Loki season one feels so long ago um, when we covered it here on the show and season two, uh, we really haven't had a lot of time to think about it. So we have a few different things to talk about with that. And then we're going to talk about some new comics that are coming up in the, in the following months that I'm really excited about. There's a lot to speculate about what's actually going to happen in these books. And Will and I'll also tell you kind of what Thor's been up to uh, since the end of Banner of War. He's been in a lot of Avengers titles, uh, a lot of them written by the the all father himself, Jason Aaron. <laughs> and uh, the yeah, beard, we're gonna... the beard, the beardiful. He has a beard that's wonderful. Yeah, so I call like, him beardiful. Who? he's beautiful yes <laughs> who, who like if you were to look at jason Aaron and be like i'll bet he could write a pretty good viking comic <laughs> there you go he, he looks yep. like he fits the bill um so yeah we're gonna jump into talking about loki so um tom hiddleston is gonna be back as loki in the summer of 2023 and Fans that were at the Disney Expo got to see some footage, got to hear from some of the cast members, 
And there is definitely some some themes and a tone for this next season that is being kind of repetitively brought up when Mm -hmm. uh, cast members or producers or writers are asked. This season is going to be a little darker, a little edgier. Uh, We're going to dig into some of the more of the complexities of Loki's character, which was I mean, feel a lot of season one was. Um, and we are going to also see the return of a character that we know is going to be a big part of this next phase of Marvel. Kang is coming back. Jonathan Majors is going to return to Loki season two, along with most of the regular cast. And uh, it'll be right after Ant-Man and the Wasp Mania comes out. So t- 2023 is going to be like the summer of Kang. And uh, yeah. Which is fantastic. I thought you were going to say a major character is coming back. And I thought you were going to say Alligator Loki. But you oh, went with Kang. Well, you went with Kang. We hope so, because that would hope. make Faz really happy. It, it, it would really make would. Faz really it happy. It really would. But, you know, if we hopefully we'll see more of Alligator Loki. I'm sure we will. Um, but, but yeah, Kang. I mean, people speculate like after Thanos, what's the next big villain that the MCU is going to roll out there? Is it Dr. Doom? Uh, is it is it Kang, um, the Beyonder? Like what yeah. what is going to be the next big villain that's not Thanos? And and so I'm glad that they're rolling out Kang. That's that's the one. And so when they when they teased him and they revealed him at the end of Loki season one, then it was like, all right, how, where is he going to show up? Is he going to show up in Doctor Strange? Is he going to show up in the show up in the Spider Man movie? Because it's all this multiverse stuff. And they're like, no. I think because of COVID and scheduling, there really wasn't that connective tissue between all those, even those that dealt with the multiverse. Um, right. Which I was kind of hoping that it would, um, kind of like they did in leading up to Endgame. But I, I realized with COVID and scheduling and the world and, and you know, you can't recreate what you did with uh, Infinity War and Endgame. But, but yeah. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to the connective tissue of these next things. So if you brought in Kang with season one, Loki, then you have um, uh, Ant-Man and Wasp uh, bringing in Kang as the major villain. And right. then, then the fallout for that happens with Loki season two. I'm, I'm right. all there for it. Cause yeah, I mean, when you're dealing, if Spider-Man went a little dark uh, places and, and definitely Dr. Strange went dark in, in places. True. So if Loki season two is dealing with the multiverse and some variants and splinters and the crisis of uh multiverses imploding on itself then then it is probably is going to have to get a little dark uh the ultimate reality the fabric of reality is going to crack and fold in on itself then i i hope hope it's not a comedy because i don't find that i don't find that funny yeah it's you know it's your standard comic book stuff you know the fabric of reality is you know tearing and you know this the heroes have to somehow find a way to stop kang or stop the multiple versions of Kang because that's that's a thing Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe listeners Mm -hmm. who aren't familiar with Kang from comics Mm -hmm. Kang exists at many different times under many different guises and who knows maybe the version of Kang that we get in Quantumania will be different than the version we get in Loki season two but we do know that we're getting Jonathan Majors in that role again he has said in the end of season one of Loki, he said there's many different versions of him throughout all of time. And that right. you know, the one he was at the end of season one, the he who remains character was kind of the, how do you say that he was the best version of himself. So <laughs> the, anything that benevolent fun- <laughs> version of himself, there might be an alligator cane out there. The, okay. I, I, I now need that to be from, for my head cannon for that to yes. become reality alligator. Come on cane. y'all. 
That'd you're be- still in production. You got a halt till summer 2023 to make. Oh Alligator my goodness. We're going to get a lot of Kang coming up and Loki is <laughs> going to be a vehicle for that. There are a few other notes for Loki season two, because obviously the footage is not out for the public. Those who were in the room saw it. And um, I, I think one of the biggest comments I saw was that Loki is trying to explain to, uh, to Mobius um, Owen Wilson's character who, uh, what has happened um, since, you know, what happened at the end of season one and what has kind of been the fallout. That was a, a part of the footage that people saw, but a few other things behind the scenes that have changed going into season two, uh, the showrunner from season one, Kate Heron is not returning to season two. She said in, um, I believe several interviews that, you know, she feel like she played her part and now she's going to continue to watch as a fan. Uh, Kate Heron would be an awesome guest for the show. Uh, Kate Heron, if somehow this, this reaches your ears, we would love to talk to you about Loki season one. Um, but the kind of the show running directing, uh, mantle is being handed off, uh, to, uh, Michael Waldron and Eric Martin, who were mm-hmm. involved with the Moon Knight series. So I wanted to talk a little bit about like, what what is that how how does that kind of hit you will because because i don't think we actually ever talked about our thoughts about the moon knight series um and we definitely know that loki season one had a tone to it and moon knight had a very specific tone to it and if loki season two is going to go darker maybe the vibe from moon knight is a good thing but or, or maybe maybe it's not i don't what did you think about moon knight and maybe how does this news that there's going to be Moon Knight creators involved in Loki season two kind of hit you? I, yeah, I think um, Oscar Isaac, who uh, like acted brilliantly in that. Where he, was he was phenomenal. Phenomenal and there's different personalities. So if you have a director um, juggling or spinning the plates of different personalities and tones, and then you're moving them into like, a season where they're dealing with multiverse and different variants of different people and personalities. It seems like a good fit. Right. Um, I think, I think that works really well. There's parts of moonlight. I really liked parts. I was like, man, I wish it did more of, I, it was only six episodes. They rush some things. They stay too long on others. That's kind of just my little geek quibbles that I, that I had, but all in all, I liked the show and I thought it was, I thought it was really well done. Um, so if they can, you know, I don't know how many episodes, Loki season two is going to be, but if they're going to go back and forth and direct these different personalities and variants and have a darker tone, right? it, it seems like a good match. And yeah. um, it, it was brilliantly shot. And I thought it had some, the, the editing was really well done in Moon Knight. So, so yeah, I think, I think uh, they know what they're doing. It was a well done show. And so yeah. if they could do that with Loki, that that'd be good i like just season one i it does feel like so long ago and then we gotta wait all the way to summer for the next one but right. in terms of like that was the second we had wandavision first and then we had loki was yep. only the second second yeah. one then you well, had cap or did we have cap and no i i think uh mm, i don't know cap- it was the second or third it was there at the beginning of this like phase of yeah. Marvel tv shows and D23, it was still very new yeah, revealed like 13 more projects. I don't know how many are movies and how many are TV shows, but they're really leaning into this stuff. And it's it's a lot of stuff. So they, they're still trying to figure out how it all fit. But but just the greediness and the tone and the font and the the throwback to the little clock and the time variant. Right, uh, right. 
Miss you know, Minutes. Yeah, Miss Minutes. Like, oh, that was just so good. And I was intrigued. I loved every second of it. So I, yeah. I hope it continues to have that tone, even if they want to go darker with the fabric of reality. Right, right. So, yeah, I, I, I think, think, I think with, with the darker tone that's been mentioned in the kind of the, the lead up, to even you know, Disney Expo and then kind of the confirmation coming out of Disney Expo that Loki season two is going to be a lot darker um, is good because there were elements, the elements of Moon Knight I really liked were those elements. Mm-hmm. And uh, Will, Will knows me well enough. Like I'm not a dark brooding person, but like for like <laughs> a tone of a movie, I really do like it because with Moon Knight, it fits. And I'm, I, I just, I wonder if it's going to fit with Loki. Um, yeah with the mischief and the trickery i hope we get to lean more into the mischief and the trickery that he's just so naturally predisposed to because mm-hmm. moon knight started i won't lie the the, the movie the, the the moon knight series started with these tones that i was like ooh, i like this it feels very um you know almost like christopher nolan kind of like he drops you right into a story and it's like whoa we've got to catch up the entire time and then slowly towards the end i i didn't really know where we were going to land I, I was i was very unsure and then we, we get to the landing point and like okay big fight at the end you know kind of that big marvel fight at the end um which is why I thought Loki season one was so unique and so different because it didn't end in a huge fight at the end. Right. It ended in a conversation, which kind of feels like Loki's jam. Oh yeah. Loki Loki doesn't seem like the hero or the anti-hero that's going to solve it with, you know, punch, punch, stab, stab, you know, sword <laughs> fight kind of guy. He's going to end it with his words. He's going to use <laughs> the, he's going to use the tricks that he has. His wit and wisdom. Right. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I, I'm really curious to see how these Moon Knight, these Moon Knight uh, influences maybe translate over into Loki season two, kind of amplify the darkness and amplify the complexity of Loki and um, uh, Ravona Renslayer, Mobius, mm-hmm. all these characters. Um, and also a small little thing before we kind of get to our kind of our, our final thoughts on Loki season two and what we've um what we've uh, learned about it is the actor who uh, the actor who played short round in temple of doom all the way back is coming to Loki season two. Uh, I, I believe his first name is key. Uh, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't remember his full name uh, to be honest, uh, but I just love that. Like adult well, short round is going to be, it temple. looks like that he is going to be in the next Indiana Jones uh, five. So they're going to bring him back. So he was already there for that panel. Okay. Um, for, for Indiana Jones. So whether he was joking or not, I wonder if it's legit or if he just rolled out because he was already there for the Indiana Jones panel. I really um, hope it's not a joke. <laughs> I hope it's not a joke, but, but he was also in that, um, everything everywhere all at once movie. Which I, was, I have yet to see that. It is fantastic. I, and yeah. it deals with multiverse. It deals with, existential questions of of reality and what's worth it or not and love and relationships and and is is brilliant so he was in that movie the star of the, one of the stars of that movie so him being a part of a multiverse project or multiverse saga within team makes sense um for him to be in that because he's done that before everything everywhere all at once that was led by michelle yao right mm-hmm. oh she's awesome 
yeah, yeah. She can be in anything. She can be in anything. I'll I'll watch it. Um, I will definitely get to that movie um Mm -hmm. as soon as I can. But um, yeah. Any other like final thoughts about what we know about Loki season two? Um, well, I mean, I'm I'm really I'm really excited for this project, and it's definitely going to have me go rewatch season one before maybe maybe we'll make an episode out of that. We'll rewatch season one before we uh, jump into season two. Yeah, yeah. I think that's good. That that'd be fun, and. Yeah, I just um, I'm, I'm there for it. everyone that's involved. The 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 actors who play these characters are great, and and I I trust what they're doing at Disney Plus. These episodic kind of TV shows that are expanding the MCU, and I'm I'm there. Um, I've let some of my geek expectations and and baggage go, and just say I'm here for fun. Let's <laughs> do, go do what you're gonna do. I I but I do hope that they're the connective tissue of season one that leads into ant-man and wasp that then will hopefully lead into season two i hope there's some connective tissue there that they bridge a uh, kind of a universal universe because we call the mcu because it's all connected right. it's all part of one universe so i i hope they don't skip on that or, or overlook that well yeah we're gonna take a just a brief break here and then on the other side we're gonna talk about what's been going on in the world of comics and what all all the things that we have to wait for uh coming up towards the end of the year so we'll be right back Hey there, friends. It's that time of the show where we remind you that we do have a Patreon for just a few bucks a month. You can join the Thor core and get early episodes, bonus episodes, and be a part of choosing the direction for this show. This week, we have two special episodes that are going up. You can get next Monday's episode a whole week in advance. We're going to be talking about Hercules and what he might be up to in the future of the mcu also we read a fun comic with will rose so that's just a bunch of fun and then later on in the week we're going to do a bonus episode all about she hulk and thor their history we're going to read a few issues we're going to have a lot of fun with that since she hulk is kind of owning the mcu right now and i'm really enjoying that show and i can't wait to do a full review of it i decided you know what let's throw something up on patreon and read some old thor and she hulk issues where they fight each other oh my gosh it's gonna be so much fun you can do all this by clicking the link in the episode description join the thor core for just a few bucks a month and you get all of that you get those bonus episodes you get our entire library and you get every bonus episode that we'll ever put out just for a few bucks a month, click the link in the episode description. And we hope that if you're able to, you can join the Thorcorn and support the show. That'd be awesome. Either way, we hope that you enjoy the rest of this episode. Okay, everybody, we're about to talk about comics. And I get really excited about this. Um, if some of you are coming over from the MCU or the, the movies and, and you're like, I'm, I'm, I'm here for the Loki stuff. I saw Loki in the title. Hey, stick <laughs> around. Stick around because there are some epic things coming up in Thor comics. And um, Will and I have been really fortunate in the last few months to talk to um, now our good friend, Martin Cocolo, who was Stormbreaker. A- the Stormbreaker, Martin <laughs> Cocolo. Um, so for those of you that don't know what a Stormbreaker is, um, it's not just Beta Ray Bill's hammer. It is also a, a title given to these up and coming superstar artists and creators at Marvel. And Martin was named one of the Stormbreakers for next year. So that's 
congratulations to martin um it's so awesome magma magma explosion involved. right <laughs> planets yeah. exploding planets in exploding. illogical ways yeah. um another person that was named a Stormbreaker for next year is thor artist nick klein who yeah. uh has kind of been on a, a not a hiatus but he's been away from uh drawing thor for a, a few months now and uh he's going to be returning in a few more months uh, with some something we're going to talk about in just a little bit here but uh nick klein also a stormbreaker for next year so just congrats to those guys awesome artists seriously they uh nick klein is one of those guys where i'm just like i could watch him draw anything martin i could watch him draw anything mm-hmm. uh so mm-hmm. just super talented but when we talked about the end of banner of war it was kind of this big event this 2022 um you know focal point for thor comics because we're getting the 60th anniversary we're doing this crossover with the hulk donny cates is writing both books this big kind of central point of the year it was this big summer almost like mini event Mm -hmm. didn't really know what was going to happen after that though so we, we know what's coming up for Thor towards the end of the year, but what has Thor been up to recently? And then we'll kind of talk about what he's going to be up to in the next few months. Um, Thor has been in a lot of Avengers related titles, namely uh, he was recently in Avengers 1 million BC written by Jason Aaron. He was also uh, featured in a kind of a one shot style Avengers forever uh, issue number eight, where uh spoiler alert thor uh he he's it's alluded that he will acquire the powers of the iron fist which mm-hmm. is not a story i knew i i needed um and then uh will and i just recently read all out avengers number one which features mm-hmm. thor and the you know kind of the the modern lineup of the avengers uh you know it's uh cap iron man spider woman captain marvel blade blade is like blade is like a standard avenger now isn't that weird it is but you know hey he's got a movie coming out why not get him yep yep it's funny since the beginning of jason's run he's been putting these characters in the avengers i'm just like huh i don't think of them as an avenger like i don't think of blade as an avenger at all i no not at all um he put Valkyrie in the Avengers. I don't think of Valkyrie as an Avenger. Yeah, so it's just kind of cool how Aaron's using these unorthodox characters that we don't normally equate to the Avengers team um, as now these standard members. It's kind of right. it's kind of fun. Um, mm-hmm. So, Will these Avengers issues that have come out recently? Um, what what like what are we feeling with these Avengers? Is there a specific issue that kind of stood out to you of those few that Thor has been in recently? Well, I am, I am a sucker for kind of a, what if or multiverse different variant character. So I'll grab those books. If you give me a different twist of a character from a different universe and different powers and different origin story, I'll, I'll, I'll eat it up. So Avengers forever has been fun. I didn't quite know what it, was at the beginning and trying to feel about eight issues in you know he in the avengers book and avengers forever book they're they're plucking heroes out of the timeline for this big epic conclusion that's going to go up against the multiverse um what's the the villains that the I multiverse love? masters of evil 
multiverse masters of evil what a great name and and yeah so they got to get their own multiverse team together right. and so here avengers forever they're plucking these different variants or or what if characters out of their own universes and um and yeah when you combine thor with iron fist i like iron fist a lot and right you know, thor different as like i would never thought that together you know he doesn't need a hammer he just needs his fist so like i it, it it was a great episode uh great issue great right great great i just i don't know what it did it was a little towards the end i it could have been cliche like you said like at the end of the book they could have gone a route where you're like oh that's the exact same origin story as iron fist and now you have thor but they did it a little different just to change it up so it wouldn't be cliche but but right. all in all i thought it was um a good book and all out um Avengers was good. I see what they're trying to do. There's an essay at the end of the book that explains to you in detail why they're doing that book in case you're yeah. confused, which I was confused. So that essay did help. As um, was I. And yeah, but but and and so I'm not quite sure I'm going to get pickup issue two because there's only so much I could buy in my pool list. But <laughs> I, I good good effort. And uh, if you're trying to get people into comics and you have a new number one out there and you're trying to get people to have a fun action comic book to draw people into the the medium then then good good on you yeah it's 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 definitely playing a specific role in the kind of the weekly monthly lineup of books that marvel's putting out right now because mm -hmm. it's kind of like you we we read in the essay it follows along with the kind of the the non-stop spider-man mm -hmm. um tone of like we're just dropping you into stories and we're like, we're kind of putting it on the reader to catch up. And in, uh, so, so let's, uh, Avengers <laughs> Forever was awesome. Avengers Forever number eight, obviously written, written by Jason Aaron and uh, Jason's Avengers, kind of his Avengers books, the regular run and the Avengers Forever title kind of imprint. They're going to be culminating at the end of the year. And Jason, I believe, is going to be stepping down from Avengers, um, which will be interesting. Um, and it'll be because right. uh, he's been writing it for almost 60 issues now. And yeah, in, yeah. I mean, in the in the modern in the modern day of writing comics, if you get like if you get like 20 issues, 25, that's a lot. Um, you know, uh, runs of 50 plus are pretty rare. Um, you know, you have your Dan slots with Fantastic Four, you have your Al Ewings with Immortal Hulk. Now you have you have you have Jason Aaron with Avengers. So Avengers Forever number eight was awesome. One of my favorite little scenes in there was when Thor is practicing his punches against Mjolnir. Right. And his fists <laughs> are bloody, and that's how he's practicing. And um uh, the Thunderer, uh, who is a um a a resident of Kunlun. Um, he is training Thor to take on the, the challenge of the, of the iron fist. Um, and uh, you find out the dragon's been dead for like the, the power of the of uh, the trial of the dragon is gone. Um, and uh, I just, I kind of love like the, the twist at the end um, because yeah. it would have been one thing for it to go kind of the cliche way, but we know Thor's powerful on his own. Um, he doesn't really need the power of the iron fist. He's, he's already kind of a powerhouse in and of himself. Mm -hmm. um, but I thought that was a really cool a kind of one shot comic. I read it very quickly. And just like Jason Aaron is known to do, um, he dumps a lot of lore into one issue. 
and makes it feel like oh well this like this little world that jason created has been around for hundreds of years right because he 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 world builds this is kind of a little bit of a like a literary nuance thing he world builds so quickly and so efficiently um i i I was telling will off off the recording that he's kind of like comics version of george rr martin (laughs) <laughs> or like a jk rowling um yeah. where they just a world builds so well you feel like this world is come alive um and that kind of leads to the last avengers issue that uh will and i are going to talk about and then we're going to jump into what's coming up is avengers 1 million bc which has been this prehistoric avengers story jason's been telling forever <laughs> so not only do you have multiverse so masters of evil which is a fantastic. Now you have prehistoric Avengers. The yeah, prehistoric out of that. They they sat in a room and they were like, "I got an idea." Prehistoric Avengers. They're like, "What?" Let's just shift uh, some adjectives. Tell around me, tell me more, and see what happens. And uh, and yeah, so I've been looking forward to this book for for a good long time because I thought we talked same about, here. Like, thought it was going to be like a mini series or another like Avengers title, but it ended up being a one shot. So I was yeah. a little disappointed. Maybe they were like, yeah, we're going to make this mini series, but it had other stuff. Avengers forever is going to go on. Yeah. Maybe forever. Um, and then to, uh, to link up with stuff. So you can only do so many things, but Avengers, right. prehistoric Avengers, 1 million BC Avengers. Um, great concept. And who they can tap back into that. I mean, I, I do think like you're right, Aaron, uh, Jason, Aaron writes these things, plant some easter eggs or seeds out there and people can pick up and run with it right but who knows maybe later on down the road they'll they'll pop back up uh but but yeah that was kind of the episode the concept with 1 million bc is we're going to learn the true secret of thor's birth right and how is the phoenix involved in that so one because in other comics thor's been like sulking that there's some big right. thing revealed and, right. and nobody understands the pain of like uh, parental um, drama that Thor does. And he's like, everybody, everybody has that. Everybody in the Avengers has that. What are you talking about? You're not the only right. one, buddy. Um, um, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, in the normal, in the regular Avengers title, the Phoenix has been kind of hinting at Thor like, Hey, um, you know, ever since, you know, kind of the, the Phoenix entered into the story with echo and she's the current host of the Phoenix. Like ever since that happened, Thor and the Phoenix have had tension. And I think this comic was the million BC was supposed to give us a little bit of clarity. And like a lot of Jason Aaron comics, I don't fully feel cleared up, but um, I know here's the thing. And we like, we were critical, uh, critical, uh, we didn't understand uh, right. where an issue was going many months ago. And I have a feeling when Jason ties up all the loose ends of his Avengers kind of related titles, it's going to be like, oh, well, now it makes sense. Everything makes sense. It's it's the it's the great skill of a master storyteller. But in one million BC, I was like, I expected more definitiveness to like, mm-hmm. is is the Phoenix Thor's mother or not? Well, she's kind of like Thor's godmother like little g godmother Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. she kind of like helps out she's there at the birth she protects thor from from uh, laufey laufey tries to ruin the birth of thor um you know as he's wont to do um but i didn't really get a lot of clarity from that and and odin spends most of the issue being his being his 
normal asinine self. So um, didn't get a lot of clarity from this issue, but I did enjoy it. Like I, I did enjoy it a lot. The artwork. Yeah, I, is stunning. yeah I like expanding that universe, but it right, seems like right. uh, if that's what Thor really knew, why is he sulking so much? Right. About this or not, or, or right. taking it out on Echo Phoenix. Yeah. Uh, what did know. Echo do? <laughs> like Echo did it, nothing. <laughs> I know. Why are you taking it out on her? Um, so, so anyway, that, that felt a little um, underwhelming uh, for me, but yeah. that aspect and corner of the universe or storytelling is, uh, has a lot of potential. And, right. And I'd love I, to like, see more done with it. Someone needs to come back to whether it's Jason or whether it's someone else. Someone needs to come back to these prehistoric Avengers. Um, there's a, I think there's a lot of stuff you can mine out of that. Um, so uh, that is what Thor's been up to recently. But real quickly, we're going to talk about what is coming up in the next, let's say, the next three issues that we know are confirmed. This is issues 20, uh, 27, 28, and 29 of the main Thor title. If you're here and you're like, hey, what about the Jane Foster and the Mighty Thor miniseries? We're going to do like a whole thing on that when it's completed. And hopefully um, we can, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to land a really cool guest for that one. We talked with uh, Thorin uh, Grunbeck about the uh, first issue and kind of like the lead up to that series. And I'm trying to get a great guest for the kind of the wrap up for that. But we're going to talk about that in its own episode and its own kind of conversation, because that series is definitely worth a deeper dive. But coming up for Thor in the main title in the last three months that we have left in this year, October, November, December, for those of you that are unfamiliar with calendars, um, we have issue 27 and 28. We get the return of Nick Klein, or no, not the return of Nick Klein. We get the uh, the get the guest drawing of Sal LaRocca coming in mm-hmm. and talking uh, and creating a story with Donny Cates around Venom, the King in Black, and Thor, the king of Asgard. So the two kings are together, and Donnie Donnie went from writing his two current characters, Thor and Hulk, to bringing back a character that really, like, he put his stamp on oh, yeah. with his Venom run that led up to the King and Black crossover event. But Thor and Venom are going to be doing kind of a, a, a massive king sized team up in uh, October and November. So I don't know. Will, do you have any kind of thoughts about this? This I don't know. I don't, we really don't know a lot about this series, um, but it's, I mean, it's coming and it's, uh, it's Donnie writing Venom again, which is really exciting. Yeah. I, I've never been like a huge Venom fan. Like I love him when he shows up in the books that I collect and, and that was, he emerged in an era of comics that I wasn't really collecting a lot at the time or really into. Um, and I didn't really read, Kate's run on Venom, but I did follow King in Black. I love that Sarah Ryan Stegman, yeah. who did the art, is just phenomenal. And um, so, but I do like, I mean, if we know anything about Donnie, he likes to go full metal. And so he full did that with, with Banner, full tilt on the Banner, speaking of beer camp, uh, full tilt. Like the, uh, um, that's a, that was a beer, theology beer camp, uh, Easter that, egg. It was an there. Easter egg. It was an Easter uh, yeah. egg for the full tilt. The best Easter but, eggs are the ones you call out, obviously, right? <laughs> right. Right. In case you didn't notice, 
pointed out to that. It's like trying to point out how funny your joke is. It's it just worst. doesn't work. Um, no, but like he goes full metal. And so like he did that with, with Hulk and, and Banner of War and now he's got Venom. So I'm, I'm curious. I can't wait to see how I'll definitely read the book and see how right. they mash up that together. And uh, yeah, and uh, I didn't realize that was the artist. Um, so be curious. Yeah, Sal LaRocca, who's, uh, I mean, he's a superstar. Yeah. Um, it doesn't feel like a guest artist. Like he feels like a, like, Oh man, is Salaroka drawing Thor now? It's like, no, no, no. Nick Klein's still there. Nick mm-hmm. Klein's still there. It's funny. Nick Klein has been off of this book for a while now. Cause he didn't, he didn't do any of the, the banner of war stuff. He didn't, he's not doing any of this venom stuff. And I maybe, I mean, maybe I've missed a lot, but what has Nick Klein been drawing lately? I'm, I've, I've missed him. I've missed his artwork in my life. Um, the last thing I remember was God of Hammers. And God, well, God of Hammers was like, early, like late last year, early this year. It feels like forever ago since we were talking Before about the 750 issue. He was definitely on the 750 issue. Nick Klein was on right, that. right. He was on the um, 750 issue, which was the big anniversary. You know how much I love legacy numbers. So 750, boom. Yep. Yep. Um, but then, you know, sometimes like we talk with Martin, like the deadlines and all you have to do to get ready before you announce stuff. He just maybe playing catch up and he's got a whole run ready to go yep. um, after, after this is done. So and um, yeah, he has done some time. covers. Um, he's done some covers, which, you know, are, are, are awesome. Like his covers are cool. Um, I do. I do. It's funny. I do prefer, I do prefer Nick Klein's interiors. Um oh, yeah. Because I feel like he has a, at times he has a very like subtle, almost kind of like um, casual art style where I love like how he draws Thor. I oh, love yeah. how most artists draw Thor. Um, <laughs> and uh, like Martin draws a great Thor. Nick Klein draws a great Thor. I'm sure Sal LaRocca will draw a, a, an incredible Thor. Um, but that brings us to the last issue we're going to talk about today. And really the last piece of news uh, we're going to talk about on this Nine Realms news episode. Gather around, friends. <laughs> Gather around your radios. Gather around your radios. We all come full circle. Oh, my God. Bring your family. Um, our like our our one of my favorite guests, one of the my favorite creators nowadays is Thorin Grunbeck, and Thorin Grunbeck is finally. Uh, that was a great. That was a great episode. She's doing her. I that was so much fun. And if you did a drinking game every time she dropped an f bomb, I would have oh been my passed gosh. out under the table for three days. Yeah, you you. you but it was fun. She was just like having a yeah you may black she, out before the end of the issue uh, that's right. the episode. um but she she like okay she's finally writing thor she's yeah. writing like she's not writing not that not that writing valkyrie or writing jane foster is is lesser but she is writing the main thor series mm-hmm. for for uh whether it's one issue or a couple issues she is guest writing on the thor main title and i told this to thorn um when we spoke i said i have literally like wondered and i've thought to myself like hey i love donny cates's thor i love jason's thor you know even going back to like matt fraction i, lo- I love all these versions of thor i want a thor and grunbeck written thor run Boom, at some it. point and it. and um she was like well maybe that'll happen someday and i was i was like now i know i'm like yeah dang it she didn't deny it but, this this issue number 29 it is going to be so pivotal 
um, in where Thor comics are going because it's going to bring up some stuff from the past in this run and it's going to set our hero off in a very um, maybe a doomed path. Um, This issue uh, 29 will start a storyline called the legacy of Thanos. Wait, you mean the big purple guy with the big glove with all the shiny rocks? Yep. He the one is, that was a vision way back at the beginning of Donny Cates run right. about like this doomsday thing that like made him really freaked out that the end is coming. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to tie that back in the, yeah. So what Will is referring to for maybe listeners um, who don't know, or uh, maybe forgotten all the way back to the beginning of Donny Cates run Thor's uh, conflict with the black winter is, mm-hmm. is this, uh, you know, kind of this, uh, uh, ancient um, destructive force that actually ended the universe prior to the 616 universe um it uh it's coming back in the in the form of thanos and thanos is apparently tied to the dark history of asgard and there's going to be a lot going on in this issue and i'm sure like if you if you read Thorn Grunbeck comics you know something big and bold and crazy is coming and I can I, seriously, I cannot wait for this issue. And I found out when the news broke earlier this week and Thorne was talking on Instagram about like, oh, I can't believe I get to work with Nick Klein and I can't believe, you know, this issue is finally here and I could talk about it. Yeah. I then realized, well, this issue comes out on my birthday. What? Yes, I, I I messaged Thorne immediately and I said, hey, thanks for the birthday present. If there's no delays. If, hopefully, oh gosh. Yeah, if there's no. a, why would you say that? Why would I, you it, say that? Because it happens oh, in comics. It these, happens yeah, in comics the, yeah, I mean, these the Venom time. issues that we have coming up have been delayed many times. Um, yeah. The end of Banner of War was delayed many times for, for whatever reason. But we this Thor 29 is coming out. There's so many parts of it that I'm excited about. Well, kind of like as we land the plane here, as we land the Bifrost and Heimdall kind of tells us, hey, guys, it's time to get off. It's time to get off the Bifrost. You've, you've used it up enough. Um, and do you have any thoughts about this? This um, the last issue of the year um, that we've, we've just been made aware of um, this legacy oh, of Thanos arc. Oh, I'm in for it. That sounds that sounds great, especially Nick Klein coming back and and see her take on it. I I'm I'm there. It's I mean Thor as a title is always in my pull list. It's just right. like a standard, you know, Batman, Thor, X Men. There's a couple Avengers. I don't care who's writing it. It's going to be my pull list to pull and see what they're doing. But but that's a good team, and and I love how how they're doing that. Yeah. I, um, and, and it sounds like they're tying in threads that were planted by other writers, which is what we do right. with with comics, you know. So we got a lot. We got a lot to look forward to, everybody. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Whether it's Loki season two, whether it's the comics that have been coming out lately, uh, maybe you're stoked about the Jane Foster and the Mighty Thor series. I know I am. Uh, it's been a really fun ride, and I cannot wait for issue number four. Um, and there's a lot going on in the future of the Thor main title with Donnie coming back and Nick Klein coming back and Thorne coming in to guest write an issue. Sal LaRocca is coming in to be a guest artist. There's lots to be <laughs> excited about. And maybe you're not picking up the current Thor book. I'm, I'm telling you, stuff's about to get really wild. <laughs> so you're probably going to want to pick it up. Uh, you're probably going to want to read some on Marvel Unlimited. Yeah, you're, gonna, you're just going to want to check it out because uh, when we get to the end of the year, uh, we're going to 
we're going to do this year. I already talked to Faz and Will about this a long time ago, and maybe Will forgot about this, but we're going to do like an end of the year awards kind of thing. We're going to talk about like our favorite issues of the year. It's going to be really difficult. (laughs) Our favorite (laughs) Thor issues of the year. It's going to be really difficult. Um, It's just, uh, I'm so excited. I'm glad that we got to talk about Thor news. Um, But uh, yeah, we are going to, we're going to wrap this one up. And then, Until next time, friends, gather around your radios for Thor <laughs> The next time you gather around your radios or your, your iPods or your doodads. This um, is sponsored by Overteen. Drink your Overteen. <laughs> <laughs> the next time you will hear Will and I will actually be next week, next Monday's episode. We are going to talk about something that's uh, MCU related. Maybe you're an MCU fan and you checked out Love and Thunder and you're a little curious about who was that guy at the end of the 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 post credit scene? Who was that guy that Zeus was talking to? Who was that guy that just won an Emmy? Who, yeah. <laughs> Your question is, who is Hercules? <laughs> right. And Will and I are going to come back next week. We're going to talk about Hercules. We're going to talk about um, who he is, who how he might play into the future of the MCU. We're going to also read a hilarious comic called the replacement thor where hercules takes on the kind of the gimmick of being thor and then later on in the comic thor takes on the gimmick of being hercules Hmm, and it is sounds familiar (laughs) will will i i i i feel like i kind of shanghaied you into this into this reading but it's a fun episode you're going to enjoy it it's a great conversation so next week we're going to talk about hercules who is the prince of power and how might he be involved in the future of thor in the mcu it's going to be a great episode um before we head off today i want to thank our patreon uh supporters the members of the thor core they are drew eric phil josh and Mr. Will Rose. So uh, thank you, Thorcore members. Uh, if you want to join the Thorcore and you want to get bonus episodes, early releases, and you want to help determine the future of Across the Bifrost, you can click the link in the episode description. And for a few bucks a month, you can join the Thorcore, get all of that. And uh, yeah, it's a great, it's a it's a great group to be a part of. So um and Will. Mm-hmm. Great group to be a part of. Great group. And then there's Will. Uh you can also follow us on social media at Mighty Thor Podcast on Instagram. You can join our Facebook group. It's a public group. We just ask that you follow our one rule. Don't be an asshole. Um, and we would it's love to rule. have you be a part it's of Thor rule. conversations over there on our Facebook group. Until then, Will, I think it's time to head off. I think it's time to, to depart. And uh, as we hop aboard the Bifrost and we get out of here, I remind you one thing. Dear listeners, we remind you this every single episode, no matter what you're doing, no matter where you are in the nine realms, we encourage you to stay worthy.